I am I am now recording. I remember that intro we talked about. Do you remember it? <laughs> no, but we'll figure it out. Let's do a little uh, three, two, one clap. Okay. Uh, a little three, two, one clap. Uh, and then, yeah, well, I'll see if I can remember. What's up, everyone? And welcome to What the Flick, the show where you give us the poster and we give you the movie. We're your poster boys, Madam Mac, and today we're asking the question... What do you reckon happens in Citizen Kane? There'll be a vocal or a sting here, I imagine. There'll be, yeah, there'll be something. <laughs> what the flick, what the flick, we don't know what a movie is. Gonna tell you what we think it's about with the help of the post, we're gonna out. What the flick, what the flick, gonna write a film that already exists, we'll be doing it better cause we're so cool and back to two years up in school. What the flick, what the flick, we're never gonna watch that shit, got better writers than Steven Spielberg, film directors are all dumb nerds. What the flick, what the flick, that's the name of the podcast, it's almost time, so make some noise, it's time for the poster boys, so what the flick. Hello, Mac. Hi, Matt. How's it going? I'm very well, thank you. Welcome to the podcast. Thanks. Anyway, yeah, this is this is this is the show. What the flick? Uh, it's a new show. It's about movies. Nobody's thought to do that before, or will again. I reckon we're in the first um, five. I reckon. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and essentially, the premise is that we. Uh, find a film that neither of us have seen we don't know what the plot is we look at the poster and then we pitch the movie uh, and today we fit realize that neither of us have, neither of us have seen the best movie ever made by popular consensus uh orson welles citizen kane and so we're gonna write it we're gonna write the best movie ever made mac <laughs> i know one thing about citizen kane which i'm sure most People know, and it's a Simpsons reference, and I know there is no Kane in Citizen Kane. And that is the only actual fact I can tell you about the film. No, no, there's a, there's a, Kane is the guy, right? Yeah, but there's no, like, physical, like, a walking Kane. There's, like, the sure, joke, or yeah. no sugar Kane. No Harry Kane, famous England footballer. Um, I'm sure we could go on for quite some time. There's yeah, no, the point no is, there's only one Kane, Kane in the movie. Grimsickers. Sorry, yes, there's only one Kane that, and I and know that very is, little I about I assume him. is Orson Welles? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know anything about this film. Genuinely, so, I, oh, I know Kane is, the, is one character's name, and I know he says something about Rosebud, and that's all I know. And that's what I'm yeah, going to Okay, so I in. know a second thing about Citizen Kane, which is that Rosebud is his sled. Ah, okay. So we have to include so, that somewhere. We have to include that somewhere. So, um, is Kane his first name? Is he Kane the wrestling superstar? <laughs> yeah, it's Glenn Jacobs, the mayor of, of Knox County, Tennessee. <laughs> this is based on. So, Orson Welles plays. Um, what's what's his what's his real name? Glenn Jacobs. Yeah, so Orson Welles plays Glenn Jacobs, an aspiring wrestler mm. who, due to try, either does he lose. What happens to the sled? What happens to Rosebud? Does he lose it? Does he use it as a weapon? Is that his signature weapon in the ring? <laughs> well, Kane the wrestler uh, actually in canon of wrestling has the power to summon fire. So maybe it's the fact that Rosebud, he, he kind of turns his back on his childhood love of, of snowboarding or sledding mm, because I he see. becomes so obsessed with the fire that he loses the snow, you know? Maybe yeah, something, yeah, yeah. something like that. The dichotomy. I really should explain for people who don't know who Kane is that Kane the wrestler in storyline of wrestling was a, a demon 
who literally could summon rest could summon fire from the corners of the wrestling ring and also in storyline killed his own dad <laughs> so he's a pretty intense man to be as the film citizen Kane off off the start yeah so let's um explain the poster as well shall we so what we've got here mm. is there's not a lot of wrestling iconography i would say in here it looks a little bit communist there's a lot of like mm. red and sort of Cyrillic-esque lettering. Uh, mm. It says vote Kane for governor. And then there's a little scrap of newspaper that says Kane's Xanadu for auction. Uh, and then there's a black and white drawing of a person who I assume is Orson Welles holding mm. a phone and smoking a pipe. Okay. I want to just to make sure I'm not the stupid one here. Xanadu is not just like an old word for something that we have now, is it? That's like... You I think is that to a place? Ah, uh, well, well, who's to say? I don't know, but we will. Well. We're gonna make it up. That's for sure. So, <laughs> um, yeah, it's old timey. It's old times. That's for sure, right? You can mm-hmm. tell by the pipe and by the old timey phone. Yeah, that it's olden it's, it's days. No later than nineteen ninety. Yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> um, Nirvana's on the radio. <laughs> <laughs> train spotting's coming out soon <laughs> that's what everyone's talking about in citizen kane oh, i'm excited to see train spotting in a few years <laughs> see the baby on the roof okay so how about this then <laughs> right it's the 90s alanis morissette's jagged little pill is on the radio mm. i don't know when that came out that might be an 80s album no one knows what's what ironic means yet no exactly We've we've yet to learn. Um, and young Kane, who we need a first name for, maybe. Um, Brian. Young Brian Kane is a child apart, right, from his peers, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. All they want to be doing is making friendship bracelets <laughs> and slamming pogs. Yeah. They love pogs. Yeah, and he doesn't care for that. He is an old soul. Brian Kane loves smoking a pipe at 12 years old. He loves smoking a pipe. He loves reading broadsheet newspapers and he loves sledding on his favorite toy. Ro- Rosebud the sled. You know, that his dad made him out of an old soap box. Rosebud the sled. Yeah. Yeah. And I also love slicking back his hair with the full tub of gel, it looks like. <laughs> There's so much brill cream in his cupboard. <laughs> Every day he gets home and his parents have to pick the insects and birds out of his hair and become <laughs> lost in there. You get like a, a lice comb, but a lice comb for him is just a, it's so thickly brimmed because it has to pull out blackbirds and <laughs> weevils and things that have got in there. Yeah. And maybe, you know, maybe his dad is like an old, an old school kind of one of the last like door to door salesman or something. Mm. You know, he's got an old timey job and a suit and like a um, transatlantic accent. And he's combing the hedgehogs and beetles out of Brian's hair and, you know, filling a bath up with Brill cream. And he's telling him about the good old days, you know. He's like, ah, Brian, you're a good kid. I remember back when the kids weren't listening to the yeah, yeah, yeahs and... Um... Watching Power Rangers. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
and they were climbing, you know, sweeping chimneys and playing tuppence halfpenny on the back of a unhoused person. <laughs> when I was young, we just had a big, we had a big wheel and we pushed it around with a stick. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. And so Brian is growing... None of your pubic cubes are your game lads. <laughs> I, think, I think in canon of every film we have, someone brings up the pubic cube. <laughs> yeah. You can't have this to your 14. <laughs> and Young so minds Brian... can't fathom the pubic cube. <laughs> He's brought up with a very, you know, nostalgic sense right he's not about he yeah. he he issues modernism in favor of looking back to the past yeah um and gets bullied for it you know mm-hmm. i think maybe that you know there's some like classic 90s bully kids they've got letterman jackets they've got jorts so short you can almost see like but uh yeah. they've got high top mm-hmm. sneakers and socks up to their knees they've got excellent uh, you know, um, and their dad is the mayor or something. <laughs> yeah, their dad is the mayor and it was the governor. Yes, and right? that's yeah, 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 absolutely. And so yeah. maybe there's some sort of drama where um, Brian Kane is getting the shit kicked out of him by the bullies, and maybe his dad comes over, you know, sees him, get sees them. Maybe they're like just he's just gone down the hill on his sled and they come out of nowhere with like they clothesline him and then they just start kicking the shit out of him with his sled. And he's like, yeah, Rosebud, Rosebud, you know, his sled's betraying <laughs> yeah. him. It's a big moment. It's a whole thing. And then his dad comes running over and he's like, Yo, kids, get off my son, you jack and apes, you hooligans, you cunts. cunts? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he just loses his ability to remember any old-timey words and just starts shouting profanities at them. Yeah. Um, and... oh, fucking shit, you come to your house, I gotta kill you. Exactly. Um, and then, um, you know, he runs them off, right? He's Maybe yeah. he's, you know, he, he hucks a rock or two or something. He doesn't do any damage to the kids, but, he, you know, he gives them a scare and he sends them packing. And then because of this incident... The mayor is like, they oh, that family. We're gonna have to we're gonna we're gonna do them dirty. And Kane Senior, whose name is um Barry. Mm-hmm. Barry Kane loses his job, you know, is a bit yeah. of a pariah around town. Maybe uh his mum, who uh we'll call Jacasta. <laughs> Maybe maybe what he was selling door to door were Betamax players, and everyone was like, "These will never survive the nineties, you fool!" <laughs> and, like, and no one buys them off him. And he was the sole Betamax distributor in all of his town. That's not. But maybe that's maybe that's it. Maybe it is the big VHS Betamax war, right? Mm. And everyone is talking about extra, extra. Read all about it. Uh, Brian's reading about it in the in the Financial Times um, as he smokes his morning pipe. Before he goes off to primary school. 
There's like a, the huge headline in the front of the Financial Times is just like, this just in, Brian Kane makes worst purchases of all time, doomed to, doomed to bankruptcy. And they're like, why, am I, why are we in the front of the paper? Why is that the front page news? And they're like, the next headline down just says, world's slowest news day underneath the <laughs> It's like an X3, X3, read all about it. You know, Betamax versus VHS, who's going to win? And maybe um, Barry Kane is like the Betamax salesman. And then we've got like Slick Willie, you know, Slick Willie Jenkins, the VHS Mm. salesman. Um, And the mayor, as, you know, to to, to get back at at the Canes, gives the big, the gives the big like county contract to supply players for all of the city businesses and he goes to slick willie jenkins instead of barry kane and that drives him out of town i was gonna say it's one of those things that doesn't really make sense outside of films but it's like there's a whole load of like random empty stores that he's gonna award to either like the betamax version of blockbuster or extra vision or something do you know what i mean and then he's like yeah yeah he gives it to extra vision extra vision refused to stock betamaxes then brad's out of luck and then just suddenly there's like 40 it's like starbucks in new york do you mean there's an extra vision every every other shop's an extra vision Mm -hmm. like just everyone's an extra vision constantly that's it (laughs) there's nothing else happening and so maybe then i think that um you have this scene right the classic scene where we set up the motivation for brian kane um, his his dad's lost everything. His stocks of Brill cream are dangerously low. <laughs> yeah. His hair is like, you know, there's flyaways all over the place, and his mum's desperately trying to comb them back into place, but she just mm-hmm. can't. He's running out of pipe tobacco. He can only afford to buy the Times now <laughs> instead of the Financial Times. And his oh, man, I think I have the perfect scene here. I think I have the perfect scene. Yeah, go for it. He goes out to the guards in a fit of of anger and just sits sobbing into his hands. And I hear someone say, Brian, what's wrong? And he turns around and it's Rosebud the Slit. <laughs> <gasps> yes! <laughs> Animated sidekick! Yeah. And Rosebud the Slit is obviously voiced by Eddie Murphy. <laughs> of course. As everyone and, was in the 90s. Yeah. And Eddie Murphy convinces him to go down to the town, right? Because... Because um, who do we say the 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 do we name the the governor? Did we name the governor? No, we didn't name the, the governor. No, who's the who's the main the the main governor? Um, Wendell Pringles. Wendell Pringles of yeah. the of the famous Wendell's crisps. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, he's Wendell Junior Junior. <laughs> but he, he, Rosebud the talking sled is just like. Uh, he's been uh, governor for years because no one ever is brave enough to run against him but your dad has nothing to lose and Brian goes and tries to convince Barry to run for governor and Barry would have it so Brian goes down on the magic sled and signs his dad up without his dad knowing and then it's there, there's the whole thing of the two sides of town have to vote do you go with Wendell who is a real prick but if you don't vote for him you make your life difficult if he wins yeah. or do we take a chance and we vote for Barry Kane take a chance vote for the underdog scrappy you know scrappy Bazza Kane yeah um, yeah absolutely and, I and like that Barry Kane's whole thing is just be like I'm just a regular citizen like all of you I know what it's like to be a citizen of this town I'm citizen Barry he shouts and then they're like, <laughs> and they're like oh 
there's another guy called Barry owns the pubs. Maybe you could be Citizen Kane. And he's like, all right, yeah, that's fine. And then that's he says that, and then they all look directly down the camera and give a thumbs up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and so that's the slogan that he's using. Um, and maybe, and so yeah, because you can see on the poster here, there's a slogan: "Our very best citizen." Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah. So maybe that becomes his. Uh, that that becomes his slogan. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Our very best citizen, Kane. I think that so. This is like that's all set up, right? So you have to get like the conflict. Obviously, is the two of them running against each other. Yeah. And the thing is, Kane or Wendell Pringle is a big rich man, right, with a lot of connections. He's part of a crisp fortune. He's a governor. So he's all got he's like, got that Wendell's crisps money. Um, yeah. he's a vindictive man, probably. He's, yeah, yeah. you know, a bad father. I think we've got to see at some point. That, oh, no, hang on. It's the 90s. We, the, the bullies don't need character development. <laughs> no, not at all. Um, They're just bad. I, They're just objectively I, evil. I think you'd be having, you know, those part, or like street parties, like, oh, everyone come vote for Wendell. And it's like this mm. huge barbecue. like Free Wendell's crisps for everyone who yeah. votes. The streets are all cut off. There's like, you know, big balloons of Garfield and stuff above the town. And then it comes over to the Kane side and they've got nothing and there's just no way of attracting attention. And this is when Bran turns to Rosebud and he's like, what are we going to do? No one's coming to Dad's side of the town. And Eddie Murphy as the slate says, you got to give the people something they've never seen before. And then it cuts to the bedroom while Kane's theme song is playing and Brian's putting on the single. You've singlet. got to invent professional <laughs> wrestling. Yeah. So he's putting on the red and black singlet. He's putting on the big wig and the horrible mask. And he walks mm. out to the ring and he fights the local town undertaker. <laughs> nice. Okay. That, yeah, so, maybe, so, like, so maybe he's a bit more of a scrapper then. In fact, maybe yeah. Brian Kane is actually, you know, he's got the... He may be a pipe smoking, Financial Times reading, three piece suit wearing, hair slicked back, twelve year old, but he's got like he's got the gumption, you know, he's got the fight in him, and so maybe oh. when he's getting bullied, he actually he puts his dukes up. He's like doing the old Queensbury yeah, rules. Yeah. He's like, come on, come on, I'll oh, lick me- every one of you. What? Oh, oh yeah, I raised that once. That's what you meant afterwards. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> I got to know what you meant. Yeah, about. they were yeah. using old timey yeah, yeah. words for beating me- up. Well, then maybe what actually happens is he invents professional wrestling, right? But he just wrestles as, like, just a gangster. He's just called Brad Kane or something. And it's... Uh, everyone is really into the wrestling, but they keep talking about how Brian's not very exciting. And it becomes, yes. like, a two-way thing. Where then, at the big final thing, where it's, like, getting the big final push, they're just like, Brian, you got to do something different. You've got to be someone... You've got to be some, do something crazy. And that's when he you comes out and just Kane. people I've never seen before, yeah. Yeah. And then you have just the big explosion and him walking out all burnt and horrible. Uh, just genuinely murdering a man because that's what Kane used to do. <laughs> <laughs> the crowd are going mental. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So, I mean, how, so how do we mesh the two stories together, you know? Because obviously it starts as a spectacle, right? We've got Wendell giving out, you know, having crisp parties all up and down the block. Uh, he's got celebrities endorsements and he's got all this stuff that you know Brian that Barry Kane can't hope to um achieve you know he's got him and his wife and 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 uh Brian are going door to door maybe you know knocking on and going hey uh I joke out of here about our very best citizen citizen Kane and then 
you know, Brian's like, free Betamaxes for everyone who votes for me. And people are like, we don't want to fucking, we don't want a Betamax. We've all got VHS tapes. We're all watching, uh, Beethoven. Like, like Mike. <laughs> a film that won't come out for 13 years. Yeah. No, I was, no, I, like, was I was, what was, what's, what's that one where Shaq plays a rapping genie? Oh, I know what you mean. I can't think of the name, but I know exactly what you're talking about. Um, we should do that, by the way, at some point. Whenever yes. we figure out what it's called. Um, that's one of the Mandela Effect films, isn't it? Well, because people think somebody else starred in it. People are certain it's Sinbad, but no, it's it's Shaq. Ah, uh, okay, but it's Shaq. Yeah. Um, I think every time... Steel. <laughs> the other, the superhero movie starring Shaquille O'Neal. Um... Maybe you have it where, like, every time he offers them Betamaxes, like, we, we don't have a Betamax player. And Brian's like, would you like free tickets to come watch the wrestling? And they have the wrestling always on at the same time as the big Chris parties. And then more and more people stop going and start going to the wrestling. And it's just some, like, some little local thing. But then maybe as he's going around different houses, some kids are like, boy, boy, Brian, I sure would love to wrestle. And he's like, well, cold Steve, you can come wrestle any time you like. <laughs> <laughs> Say, doesn't your pop live in Austin? Yeah. Well, use that as your name. <laughs> cold Steve Austin. Steve Austin. I like the sound of that. <laughs> yeah. Chris, do you want to wrestle too? Sorry, what did you say? I was just reading this part of the Bible about the walls of Jericho. <laughs> like, yeah. Chris, that's perfect. That could be your name. <laughs> Chrissy Walls. <laughs> yeah, so just they, they inevitably just start putting on bigger and bigger wrestling shows at the same time. And then what'll happen is they'll have one of those things that'll be like, this weekend, everyone who comes gets a, you know, free tickets if you come and agree to vote for um, Citizen Kane. And what we're going to have is a big a big Royal Rumble yeah. oh, thing. Well, maybe, maybe what they do is that, um, like, they have the shows and then... Like, you know how in WWE they'll do, like, they have the Colonel come out and do a squash match. Yeah. Or they'll have, like, a chicken. And the, the thing is, it's the, it's the KFC sponsorship. Yeah. What if they have that, but it's instead, every week, Barry Kane comes out, the dad. And it's, you know, he gives a political speech as a promo. And then someone comes out dressed as, like, poverty <laughs> or dressed as, like... <laughs> exploitative workplace practices yeah. and then brian squashes them yeah, that's good. you know does like a reverse pile driver and soup does a does a german suplex yeah. on them and everyone's like wow this guy really knows yeah. his stuff <laughs> that's yeah that's all it takes to buy them over yeah well, i was gonna say maybe like oh what mad what about this right what about it comes to the polls and everyone votes and somehow the first time ever, it lands exactly 50-50 down the middle. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I think before that, we need to have some drama. And what I think it is, is, you know, more and more people are turning up to these wrestling events, right? And it's getting, mm -hmm. it's getting, you know, it's, it's, it's popping off, right? It's getting big attention on a national stage. And, you know, Barry's getting more and more popular. There mm -hmm. are celebrities going over to his side now. Elton John does like a concert <laughs> there or something. Yeah. And... Governor Wendell Pringles is like, shit, I need a way that I can take this guy down a peg, you know? And so what he does is he hmm. buys his own wrestler, right? He's like, well, okay, I'm going to get a... And so he, like, pays off a kid to be like... Oh, and that's the other thing, is that when Barry Kane is fighting all of these concepts that we don't like, they're all children, because obviously all the wrestlers... <laughs> yeah. are 
12 years old. So it's just a grown man. Yeah. (laughs) Doing a tombstone on like a child with wearing a t shirt that says low wages on it. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, so Wendell Pringles brings in a ringer, right? He brings in a ringer in the form of, I don't know, some like mad, super jacked kid. I was going to say this 90s, right? What if it's literally just Jean-Claude Van Damme? They're like, he's not a kid. And he just keeps going, I've been doing like an act as young as 16. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So he brings in Jean-Claude Van Damme and he gives Jean-Claude Van Damme a fake because he's the governor and he can do it. He gives Jean-Claude Van Damme an ID card that says he's 13. Yeah. Um, and he also gives him a knife. And he's like, listen, <laughs> go down there. Do some matches. Get yourself in there good. You know, ingratiate yourself with, with, the, with the thing. And then stab up, you know, a volunteer to play one of the, one of the, you know, volunteer to get squashed by Barry um, Kane, volunteer to be high bread prices. <laughs> yeah. And when the you get in the ring. is ridiculous. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Time. And when you get in the ring, stab the shit out of him. Right? Just like yeah. kick him, just, just absolutely fuck him up. And so that happens, and Jean-Claude Van Damme kicks the ever-loving shit out of uh, Brian Kane's dad, and he's, you know, he's taken off to hospital, and everyone's really worried, but they're also like, oh, but he couldn't tackle high bread prices. He seemed like he was doing so well, but this was the one issue that he couldn't tackle. And oh, I don't know we about this. Love bread. Yeah, exactly. The sandwich festivals next month. We can't afford yeah. this. And that is what ties it up because he had the lead. He had yeah. the lead, but then this brings him back down. So they're, they're yeah. neck and neck, and so it's going to be decided. And Wendell now, maybe he comes in because I assume this is where you were going. Being yeah. trying to be, you know, he's like, well, I'm going to do now that Barry is incapacitated. You know, he's at a reduced capacity. I'm going to come in and be like Joaquin Phoenix in Gladiator and be like, I am a fair man. You know, uh, there's nothing. I don't want to be held unaccountable. Mm -hmm. It's a dead heat at the moment. We'll decide this with a wrestling match. Me versus Barry Kane. Right. I thought that also, but then I think what happens is Brian goes, well, they see the thing here is my dad is in no position to wrestle. But if you yeah, look at but, the ballot, Mr. Wendell, everyone signed B. Kane, not Barry Kane. And yes. the name on the docket is me, Brian Kane. And then that's when, yeah. yeah. And then that's when he rips off his three piece suit and he's yeah. got the Kane singlet underneath. And the music starts playing and he points at Wendell Pringle, who's looking shocked. And then he's like, I'll see you this Sunday, Sunday, Sunday uh, yeah. at the at the Betamax Arena for to decide <laughs> who's going to be the governor. That's what it's called, perfect. And, and then right, it's like, on. And that's the final battle. But I think you have a whole thing where Bran is beating him, right? Because he's been practicing wrestling. And Wendell, I imagine, is a relatively oldish man. Sure. But maybe yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. a hardcore match. So at some point, Jean-Claude Van Damme comes in. Like and gives a uh, little young 13-year-old Bran a low blow, and then lines up mm-hmm. for a big Jean-Claude Van Damme kick where he's going to spin around, you know, kick his head clean Yeah, off. yeah, yeah. And at that point, the doors open at the back, and like, you know, in, in on a wheelchair comes well, Barry Kane. Say, his dad comes in on Rosebud. This is the talking slave. Oh, that's and so Rose, good. 
Rosebud slides down the ramp and his dad throws Rosebud in the ring and as Jean-Claude Van Damme's spinning to do the kick, yeah, Rosebud yeah, goes slow under motion. a standing foot, goes under a standing foot and continues spinning him and then just launches him out of the ring and then the classic chair hit thing, but instead of a chair, he just picks up it's Rosebud. It's the sled. Yeah. He pick, maybe, maybe this is the big sacrifice play. He picks up Rosebud and looks at it one last time uh, and Eddie Murphy's like, do it, kid. I yeah. always believed in you. And, and Brian's like, thank you, Rosebud. You've changed my life and the lives of my yeah. family. And then he just breaks it across the back yeah. of Wendell Pringles. Just brains him completely. Just across the, just him. smashes it across his face. Yeah. Uh, then as he pins him, like, the referee goes, one, two, three. And everyone's cheering. And the camera just zooms in on Wendell slightly. He just turns around and sees the sled. And he goes, Rosebud. Yes. <laughs> and then dies. Yeah. <laughs> And then after it just cuts to um, Cool and the gang celebrate good times as average because like three days <laughs> later of the town all having a big party because Brad's in charge now. And I'm like, well, I guess you're not Citizen Kane anymore. And he's like, no, but we got a pretty good Citizen Kane in my place and rubs Brad Kane's head. Yeah, and he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, yeah, yeah. Dad, I'm going off to America. I'm going off to Hollywood to be a big evil demon and kill people for the <laughs> WWF. And he's like, you have my blessing, son. They hug and then Brad sets him on fire. <laughs> <laughs> the end. Yeah. Now, Matt, how close to Citizen Kane do you reckon that is? Do you know what? I'm going to take a guess and say not hugely. <laughs> uh, I was going to say, but the I'm was happy called, to be proved wrong. The town was called Xanadu, which is something we forgot to bring up. Just in case yes, the town was called Xanadu. Yeah. Yeah, I don't okay. feel like we really used Eddie Murphy to his full potential, but... Oh, we haven't I, cast it either. I guess oh, yeah. Orson Welles plays Brian, the young 12-year-old. Yeah. yeah um, I, I reckon his dad's Liam Neeson. <laughs> yeah, okay. I think, yeah, we've got... Again, so for all of these, we're not going to be casting according to who was actually available at the time. We're just yeah. going to be casting uh, completely time-blindly. Oh, do you know who Jay would be really good as Wendell Pringle if you imagine him as like a real snivelly bad guy? Yeah. A young Jim Carrey. <laughs> oh, that's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty good. Like kind of Dr. Eggman energy, but maybe a bit more like a series of unfortunate events energy, do you know what I mean? Yes, yeah, yeah, Somewhere yeah. between the two of them. Yeah, I think that's very good. And Jim and Carrey, you know, lending some star power. Obviously and Orson kid- Welles, nobody cares <laughs> yeah. about. And his kid is Jesse Plemons. <laughs> I don't know who Jesse Plemons is. Um, have you seen Fargo? No. Have you seen Breaking Bad? No. Well, well. As you can see, I'm <laughs> eminently qualified to be talking about movies. Look, everyone, I think people know. There, there, I've sent you a gif of him. Yeah, that's he's got big 90s bully energy. That's for sure. Yeah. Well, he is the bully and like Mike, which is what made me think of it. Uh, well, you should have said like Mike at the beginning, because that's a film I've seen. Oh, yeah. Well, sorry. He's the bully and like Mike. <laughs> yeah, then absolutely. Yeah, I'm on board. I'm on board with yeah. that. Um, all right. Would you like me to read you the real plot? <clears throat> yes, please. Okay. You point out if at any point anything we've said overlaps, all right? Okay. In a mansion called Xanadu, part of a vast palatial estate in Florida... The elderly Charles Foster Kane, ah, the name's wrong, is on his deathbed. Holding a snow globe, he utters his last word, Rosebud, and dies. Got that in. In a bit, in a way. 
in a way so, he did whisper yeah. rosebud well he didn't but someone did this uh, somebody not... did yeah an old uh, man did yeah. <laughs> a newsreel obituary tells the life story of kane an enormously wealthy newspaper publisher and industrial magnate Kane's okay well, but we got that he liked newspapers that is true that is a big thing we did include uh very on the nose newspapers as well yeah. Kane's death becomes sensational news around the world and the newsreel's producer tasks reporter Jerry Thompson with discovering the meaning of Rosebud. We didn't really have a meaning for Rosebud, unfortunately. No, it was just the name of a talking... Yeah. Uh, Thompson sets out to interview Kane's friends and associates, tries to approach his second wife, Susan Alexander Kane, not an alcoholic who runs her own nightclub, but she refuses to talk to him. Thompson goes to the private archive of the late banker Walter Parks Thatcher. Through Thatcher's written memoirs, Thompson learns about Kane's rise from a Colorado boarding house and the decline of his personal fortune. Matt, can I just say, I know this is meant to be the greatest film of all time. This sounds boring as fuck. It sounds very boring, yeah. Yeah. In 1871, gold was discovered through a mining deed belonging to Kane's mother, Mary Kane. Do you know what I will say, actually? It probably seems boring because we just talked about a film where... The wrestler Kane murders Jim Carrey with a sled. Sorry, let me digress. She hired Thatcher to establish a trust that would provide for Kane's education and to assume guard- guardianship of him. While his parents and Thatcher discussed arrangements inside the boarding house, the young Kane played happily with a sled in the sl- snow outside. I don't think we had him on the... Oh, we did have him on the sled once. Was like, did he we did have him on the sled, once? yeah, because yeah, yeah. he got... Um... The bullies, yeah, the bullies got him while he was on yeah, this. Yeah, that was yeah. like the inciting incident for the whole thing. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. In many ways. When Kane's parents introduced him to Thatcher, the boy struck Thatcher with his sled and attempted to run away. Holy oh, shit! We had <laughs> that. That happened. Uh, by the time G- Kane gained control of his trust at the age of 25, the mine's productivity and Thatcher's prudent investment investing had made him one of the richest men in the world. He took control of the so, New York Inquirer. Sorry, go on. So he didn't make any of his money. No, he's old money, baby. Yeah. Okay, yeah. cool. Um, he took control of the New York Inquirer and embarked on a career of yellow journalism, publishing scandalous articles that attacked Thatcher's uh, oh, business interests. Oh, no, he interests. was a paparazzo. Uh, seems so. Uh, Kane sold like his newspaper cane. to Thatcher in 1929's stock market crash, left him short of cash. Uh, Thompson interviews Kane's personal business manager, Mr. Bernstein. Bernstein recalls that that used to be Bernstein, Bernstein before the Mandela effect. Bernstein recalls that mm. Kane hired the best journalists available to build the Inquirer's circulation. Kane rose to power by successfully manipulating public opinion regarding the Spanish-American War and marrying Emily Norton, the niece of the President of the United States. Wow, okay, so <laughs> we didn't go that far. Nor did what we a have huge... a lot about the Spanish-American Civil War. <laughs> what a huge fucking... Jump! It's like ah, he's a bit rich. Got a newspaper. Now he's married the president. <laughs> Thompson interviews Kane's estranged best friend, Jedediah Leyland, in a retirement home. Leyland says that Kane's marriage to Emily disintegrated over the years, and he began an affair with an amateur singer, Susan Alexander, while running for governor of New York. Both his wife and his political opponent discovered the affair, and the public scandal ended his political career. Kane married Susan and forced her into a humiliating operatic career for which he had neither the talent nor the ambition that is a very funny job to force someone who's not good at it really do. is yeah uh, you're gonna be an opera singer, singer. <laughs> but i can't sing opera do you think i give a shit <laughs> get out on that stage 
<laughs> Sing, damn you. Carmen's on in two weeks. <laughs> Carmen's on two weeks and we need a lead. <laughs> That's such a funny job to force someone to do. That's <laughs> genuine. That's maybe that's, that's maybe funnier than anything we've got, but just forcing someone to be an opera singer. That's a shame. Yeah. After Leland begins to write a negative review of Susan's disastrous opera debut, Kane fired him but finished the negative review and printed it. <laughs> He's like, stop writing mean things about my wife. But I'll, obviously I'll do it. <laughs> Susan protests that she never wanted the opera career anyway, but Kane forced her to continue. Susan consents to an interview with Thompson and describes the aftermath of her opera career. She attempted suicide, so Kane finally allowed her to abandon singing. After many unhappy years and after being hit by Kane, oh, she finally decided to leave him. Kane's butler Raymond recounts... This guy's a fucking... He's a bad bloke. Yeah, he's not the best citizen of all. This Kane's a real cunt, huh? Yeah. Kane's butler Raymond recounts that after Susan left him, he began violently destroying, destroying the contents of her bedroom. When he happened upon a snow globe, he grew calm and said, Rosebud, Thompson concluded, concludes that he cannot solve the mystery and the meaning of Kane's last words will remain a mystery. Back in Xanadu, Kane's belongings are catalogued or discarded by the staff. They find a sled in which the eight-year-old Kane was playing the day he was taken, home, taken from his home in Colorado and thrown into a furnace with the ribs. Behind their back, the sled slowly burns and its trade name becomes visible through the flames, Rosebud. Now, I will say, our film did end with someone on fire. Yeah. So, I think that's I think that's pretty close. So, that counts. And also, yeah. we destroyed the sled. Yeah. Also, I don't mean to come at Orson Welles here, but that sounds like a boring film starring a bad guy that had a shit twist. Yeah. I studied screenwriting, right? Only for two years, we'll say. Not that I didn't finish the course. But I would say I'm in a, a position where I can decide if Orson Welles is bad or not. And I think he's bad now. Excellent. Well, you heard it here first. That's a qualified expert opinion that Orson Welles is a piece of shit. Well, not, not officially qualified, but that would have been clear. I don't have any qualifications per se, but I have, I have read some books. No, sure. But I assume that's just because you learned everything there was to know in two years. Well, people have just listened to us pitch a, a film in 30 minutes and they can clearly tell how qualified I am to do this. <laughs> That's true. We yeah. are masters of both style and form and never forget that we created a animated sled character and then forget to bring him back to the very last scene. <laughs> Eddie Murphy cost a lot of money. <laughs> Jim Carrey was fucking panties. <laughs> To, at the time, compared to Eddie Murphy, Jim, yeah, Jim yeah. Carrey probably would have been cheap. Uh, Jim Carrey hadn't hit the you know, the big year yet. You know the famous year where he does like the three biggest films of his career yeah. in one calendar where year? Where he does three big movies. Like Ace Ventura, Mask, and Dumb and Dumber or something all in one yeah. calendar year. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder how many of them hold up now. Let's not discuss it. <laughs> um, Matt, I have two very important mm. questions for you. Yes. How close do you reckon we got? I mean, closer than I thought we would. I genuinely didn't think we'd hit a single plot point. But there were a couple of similarities in there. I'm going to give us 20%. Okay. And the most important question of all, is ours better? Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Fuck you, Orson Welles. I would like Fuck to you, be, Orson Welles. The first, the first statement of this podcast, I want everyone to know, the good people here at What the Flick What You Know, we fucking hate Orson Welles and everything he's ever made. Apart from the Transformers movie where he played Unicron. 
Yeah, that's that's pretty fucking sick to be fair. But everything else <laughs> is shit. I especially at that film where possibly Zach Efron plays him. Some fucking weirdo played him in a film. Anyway, the point mm. is he's bad and this is a bad film. But I'd watch <laughs> yeah, well, our film. <laughs> I'd watch our film, yeah, in a heartbeat. I in fact somebody told me, Hey, do you wanna watch a film about a dickhead capitalist? who forces his wife into opera and then dies talking about a sled. <laughs> that sounds shit. No, I don't want to watch that. Hey, Matt, do you want to watch a film about the wrestler Kane trying to help his dad win mayoral control of a town by beating up an old man played by Jim Carrey? Also, Eddie Murphy's <laughs> in it for maybe 30 seconds. <laughs> we set him up as a really important animated character and then he yeah. just disappears. It's like in the 90s, it's like really hot. Yeah, it's really hard to have like a, a 3D printed character in it all of it, and it just doesn't. It just is so expensive to have him. We in there. bought the Who Frame Rubber Ragit like technology for <laughs> yeah. millions of pounds. Like, Got the same animators in. I, I reckon it's good. <laughs> Five minutes of screen time. All right, yeah, I think we've done well there. Um, but yeah, let us know what you think. Uh, do you prefer our film? Have you seen Citizen Kane? Is it good? Um, have we been too hard on Orson Welles and most importantly send us your posters um, we haven't got a Twitter yet but we will by the time put you it... hear this we will have yeah. <laughs> and I'll put it in the end plate and you can tweet us with your favourite cool movie posters and we will tell you what we think they're about the socials are at flickpod69 that's at flickpod69 on Instagram and Twitter um, do we have a sign-off? Um, it's a good day to be a bad boy, but it's a great day to be a poster boy. Perfect. <laughs> no notes. There we go. Well done, everybody. See you next time. <laughs>